and I just love it that if you're as you play this that everyone is treated to the first line some people like thighs some people like backs <laughs> <laughs> is he talking some, about chicken some people like booty okay. ain't nothing wrong with that Alright, welcome to the latest edition of the Fantasy Soccer FC Podcast. This is David Smith. Scott Weeby. Brian Shesko. Now, gentlemen, I know that I'm in the biggest slump in the history of my time playing Fantasy Premier League. Scott, we all can't be perfect. But that is not why we're doing what we're doing today. We all can't be Brian Shesko. That's true. What are you talking about? What I'm talking (laughs) about is the fact that we're trying out a new format. We're going to test out something new. We're going to give you content at different parts of the week when you need it most. Instead of putting it all together into one recap slash preview slash match discussion show, kind of a, you know, a, what, what is that, a, like a, ta- a talent, like miscellaneous type of show. Instead of doing that, we're going to try to divide up the content for you and give it to you at different times of the week when you need it the most. Okay. Hey, listen, all good all good inventions need a test run, Scott. That's right. This All might be good prototypes need that first test flight. And let's be honest, a lot of them will crash, <laughs> but a lot of them succeed. So <laughs> yeah. we, we'll figure we'll figure this out along the way. We will. It might sound new, but that's because it is a little bit. But it's not too new. It's going to be the same podcast you've come to know and love. On this episode, you're going to hear us discuss the matches. We're going to go through the 10 matches of Game Week 12, give you all the segments that you've come to know and love. There's a lot here, actually. There's a how to say with Brian J. Dave's got a loaded Arsenal moment. I believe you're bringing back an open letter to your club. There might be one written. There's not been many of those this season, so that'll be fun. We've got a manager quote of the week. We've got a sponsor for this week's podcast. Excited about that. That'll be good. And there's a lot of storylines that were packed into these matches that we have to discuss. Wow. Especially about the player who might actually be invisible. That we'll, is. We'll get to that. An invisible player. Yeah. No, I actually think there's a player in this league who people can't see. <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's that's that's. I have all the facts to back this up. You're probably right, actually. I have a guess as to who you mean, but I'm not going to guess because I don't want to ruin it. I want to. I want to. I thought he was invisible last week. This week confirmed it. Okay. All right. Here we go. Let's get into the matches, shall we? Into the matches. Manchester City 3, Manchester United 1, David Silva, Sergio Aguero, and Ilkay Gundogan score for the winners. Anthony Martial continues his streak for the losers. Hey, Manchester's blue. It's the bluest it's ever been. It's real blue. Yeah. It's blue blue. No, it's baby blue. It's light blue. It's baby blue, blue, blue. (laughs) Blue, 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 blue. This was a pretty straightforward win. Like, just another... Typical Manchester City victory, right? That his own song, or is that a song? <laughs> what? That's some sort of Manchester Manchester thing that he's not telling us about. I think he like looked up Team Chance, but got onto like some weird okay. eight year old's website. Just, just curious. Yeah. What were you saying? <laughs> I said this is a pretty straightforward win for City, despite yeah, being the Derby. Um, that's definitely uh, that's definitely a, a scoreline. I don't think that was uh, out out of uh, out of the question. I think someone actually on our Slack. Yeah, Drew did. Workspace Manchester United that score. fan Drew predicted exactly <laughs> a three-one final score. Yeah, well, when they announced that Pogba was not playing, I would have. My instinct was to say four, four <laughs> nil. That's an instant goal. 
has yeah, worked in his That there goal. was no way that that was that they were going to be able to score anything, but they yeah. did. Of course, yeah. it was uh, Martial. But what are you going to do? Hey, no shock to me, Brian. You bunch of naysayers. Are you saying that to me and Scott? I'm or, saying it. Or to are you, you saying it to the world? And I'm saying it to Scott. What, what am I naysaying? You, oh, that that Martial couldn't score f- f- five in a row. Yeah, it's like, well, why own him? He's never done that in his yeah. career. Why own him? Of course, yeah. he has never done it in his career. I wasn't saying not to own him either. Look, let's be honest. How many people actually score five games? In a row, uh, almost no one. Exactly. So for in, Jamie in Vardy, he, he's one of the first French players in uh, ever to do it. Is that right? Yeah, that's fascinating. Not even Thierry. You want me to do confirm that? that by looking it up on the internet? If no. only we could find out. But no. let's okay. not worry about that. Stats are irrelevant. Look, you're right, Dave. I I would never have guessed it. I don't know if anyone. I don't know what what would you bet on it that he was going to do that? Probably not much. Nope. And would you when you saw the well, penalty? What was what? Who would you have guessed was going to step up there? Was Lingard on the pitch? No, he was off. Lingard was off. Lingard was off. Pogba was not on the pitch. Sanchez and Lukaku. He was the he was the one who won whom the penalty was committed. Yeah, the foul was committed on Lukaku. I I would have thought it would be him. I was shocked to see Martial take the. It's true. Maybe maybe it was to help him get five in a row. Maybe. Here's the other thing. I think guys in form. Sometimes you just go with the guy that's, that's in form. And, and they showed the stats before he took the kick. He's made four of his last five. Right. It's not like he's terrible at this. Sure. Now it's five out of his last six. And I'm sure that they continually practice in training, and, and I'm sure if Pogba was on, he's probably the number one choice, but he wasn't there. So Martial, it lands to him. And look, Martial is as in form as anyone in the league right now. It's true. It's true. And there's really not much more to say there on that side. There's really nothing much more to say on the blue side of the ball either that we haven't already said. So should we just talk about Sergio Aguero's hair, Brian? Well, I told look, as Brian and I were watching the match today, I, I told him, I said, is that Samir Nasri out there? <laughs> what? Who is that? He was a no, little bit better than Nasri. I knew I had seen Aguero's Instagram or something like that. Someone posted a picture of it. He had, he had shown off his hairdo mm. before the match. Platinum. So I knew that he was... He was going with the same color my wife has in her hair. Ooh. Yeah, platinum. So interesting. Um, well, I mean, you see, it's a. I mean, I guess it's just a real trendy thing. Trendy color. Yeah, sure. What are you gonna do about it? Hey, uh, um, your beard silver, Dave. Hey, Ooh. David Silva got him a goal today. Yeah, and um, that was kind of unexpected, especially because Sterling passed the ball to Bernardo Silva across the box. A fantastic cross. It just wasn't perfectly synced with Bernardo Silva's uh, ascension towards the goal. And so all he could do then was cross it back across the face of goal. And then that's when David Silva was there to uh, to tap it in. But, hey, a goal is a goal. Look, United lined up with a when – when I, when I saw the lineups come out, yeah. I saw Fellaini, Modic, and Andrew Herrera right. in the middle of the pitch. It's very defensive. I thought – what, they're clogging the middle. Yeah. They're saying, <laughs> do what you want to on the outside. Right. We're clogging the middle, and we're going to have a lot of height in there. We're going to make you cross it in, and when you do, we're just going to clear it. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And, then, and, then, and then you see Rashford and Lingard and Martial up front, and you say, okay, well, they're going to counterattack. Look, for the most part of this game, United, it wasn't like City was just totally dominating it. They kind of did for the first 20 minutes, but after they got that that – first goal they kind of backed off a little bit and united kind of started finding their way into the game and started to find their way into some chances 
Yeah, it's a little tricky because they I found their way into six shots. I know that. United had one on target. Is that correct? Yeah, it's uh, it wasn't a lot. Yeah, I don't know. It's tricky because it, on one hand, you're right. It wasn't like City. You watch this and City was dominating. But at the same time, you also never really doubted that they were going to walk away with the three points. Not yeah. even after United scored the goal. They, they only had two shots that were that went past a defender's foot. Four of the six shots were blocked. You talking about City? No, Manchester United. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. I just look at it and I say, I, I think, look, this City team last year, this this fixture, they ended up, losing they were up that's right and then they was the one big difference though i think it was the fact that maybe <laughs> paul one Pogba, guy that wasn't there this time oh yeah probably their best player well here's what i know i know that i watch city they've gone through the fixture against tottenham now they've gone through this fixture this weekend and both were with relative ease they i mean the only there have been two clubs to draw level with City so far this year. Wolves and Liverpool. And I just don't see them dropping a lot of points. They just, I mean, they're going to lose if they just don't show up, and that's about it. It will be really interesting in four weeks, four match weeks, when they play at Chelsea. Hmm. I feel like that is, the, that's enough, that is one that they go through kind of this, you know, it's that same kind of middling match quality here for the next three hammers cherries yeah. watford and then chelsea yeah so that will be i feel like that that has the that that will be a fun one i'll say this and then, and then we can move on city i think is better if possible than last year they're i think they're mentally stronger right now currently i'm watching all or nothing a a series that uh, about manchester city and their title run last year on amazon amazon hmm. prime video it's like a six a six part series it is exclusive behind the scenes in the locker room at training it is the most in-depth close thing you can get i mean there is literally Last year, when Sterling missed missed a sitter against Newcastle, mm -hmm. there is a behind doors, like there's not a there's a physical camera above looking down, but not an actual person controlling the the camera, mm -hmm. with with Pep and Arteta behind closed doors whispering, and but and it shows the captions of what they're whispering, like it's that, and well, it's strictly about Sterling. I mean, Sterling can can watch it back and, and look at it, but I mean, Pep's open about things. I say all that to say this: he day by day. Makes this team so mentally strong, they're not gonna they're not gonna drop points. Yeah, yeah. They are just not unless you go take it from them. Watch that, and it will give you a little bit of insight into what goes on and why people love Pep or why people hate him. Liverpool two, Fulham nil. The Reds keep up after goals by Mo Salah and Shakiri, Dave's two favorite Reds. Hey. Dave's two favorite Reds. Free Shakiri. Let that guy play. Hey, yeah. he's one of those guys. It doesn't matter if he starts or not. He's going to score some points. Listen, you can go pick him up right now. FantasySoccerFC.com. Free Shakiri t-shirts. You need to stop telling We got to stop. Yeah, that's not real, guys. Only, no, go check only, it out. It's there. Only on social media. <laughs> go check and it's it a out. Far, it's a go, farce. Go check it out all you want. Go look, go look all day for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Click on every page. So, hey, Scott, Salah continued consistency 
with mm-hmm. a goal. It's true. And M- Mane didn't. And, of course, that's the ongoing saga that we, we seem to talk about every week is Salah Mane, Mane Salah, Salah Mane, Mane Salah. I told, I said last week, if, if they go another week having the same score, then I will easily switch to Mane because there is there – is, I can spend that money other places. Yeah. Salah outscored him, so I'm probably not going to sell him this week. Sure. Unless his price begins to drop. Yeah, which it won't. It should goal. It shouldn't. I would have to say I felt a little dirty after that first Liverpool goal. The way that it it was, the way it happened during the run of play, yeah. for Mitrovic to be called offside, which I think he was. I don't think there's a whole lot of controversy there. Although Fulham has definitely made it, you know, the manager yeah, sure. has, has made it. So, but then to have to have the quick. Uh, um, the quick restart. Yeah, thank you. My words are escaping me at the moment. But the quick restart by, by Allison gets it going, and obviously seconds later, thirteen Mosala. seconds to be exact. Later, the ball's in the other end. Yeah. It looked like the cameras were on Mitrovic. All of a sudden, the camera guy zoomed out. Whoever's probably controlling the, you know, in in the in the production trucks, like. Get the camera off Mitrovic. <laughs> Ball's going up the field. You know? It's true. And then it's in the net. Uh, yeah, fascinating. Mo- it, it, you know, I mean, that's it's it's within the rules. You see quick restarts happen all the time on, on free kicks, goal kicks. You just don't usually see it. Brian, was it in the rules completely? Well, that's, the, that's, the, that's the pundit question is, you know, letter of the law, it was offside, but also letter of the law, the the free kick was taken while the ball was still rolling, which is supposed to be stopped. Right, right. So, so it shouldn't have been allowed to play so quickly, you know. And I'm sure all the Fulham players would love for it not to have been played so <laughs> well, quickly because yeah. they're still reacting, like having to having to overcome the the crushing spirit no, that they had true. to get through after it was, uh, you know, after they are they score and it's ruled offside. So. It's true, but at the same time, I I, I kind of compared it, and I know this is not a basketball podcast, but I compared it to uh, one team scoring and then not getting back on defense, and you see a quick score at the other end of the court. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you see that all the time in basketball uh, when teams are playing an up-tempo style. That is Liverpool style. They are probably only rivaled maybe by Manchester City at their ability to counter, and they did it. They did it fast. They did it in seconds. 13 yeah. seconds again. I mean, that number is so impressive. Maybe that alone is worth the goal. Scott, I have in my notes about six questions in a row. Mm-hmm. I feel like they all need to be aimed towards you. No okay, camera. Not because I'm ready to grill you, but because you are the resident Liverpool aficionado. All right, I'm ready. This better be good. Should I expect more from Liverpool? Uh, have they forgotten? Hold on. And no, have they forgot? Hold on, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm right. gonna do the. You're just gonna load it all up. Yes, on me? I'm okay, gonna, all right, all right. I'm gonna do the the. Uh, I was expecting to have to answer in rapid. I'm fire gonna do fashion. the the interviewer thing where you, where you you load three oh, questions okay. in a week. All, all right, I'm ready. I'm listening. Should I've expected more from Liverpool? And have they forgotten who they are? Um, the Klopp Liverpool. Here's you know what's interesting is. Uh, I don't know if I said this before or if I did, but I stole it from somebody. But this feels like a more mature version of Liverpool's of Klopp's Liverpool. Okay. This feels like a. Uh, this feels like. This. I mean, it feels like they've aged along with James Milner. You know what I mean? Like you don't. 
when you're young and you're full of energy and, and youth and excitement, you just go out there and you just exert energy wherever you can. It's, it's kind of a helter-skelter, like you're all over the place type of thing. And I feel like they did that last year, you know, ran themselves out, lost some results that they shouldn't have lost, drew some they shouldn't have drawn, and it led to them, you know, losing ground and, and not being able to keep up with Manchester City. But being, I feel a, like, but being in a Champions League final. True, true. I mean, getting to a final has never been an issue for Klopp because there's something about those cup competitions, those knockout competitions that, that do favor his style in a one-match you know, one mat or two leg, you know, format. No, I feel like this is not them forgetting who they are. I feel like it's them knowing what it is that they need to do over the course of a season, trusting that there are the right players are in all the different positions for the first time since he's been there and knowing that they're going to do just enough to win, which by the way, Liverpool's three points are worth just the same amount as city's three points. Doesn't matter how many goals city scores to get them. All right. In the last eight match weeks, Mane has one game. Cardiff, where he had a goal slash assist. A goal Should, or an assist or a goal and an assist? A goal and or an assist. In other okay, words, like, right. he's doing something offensively. All right. Offensively that's showing on the score sheet. Yeah. Uh, should should I be worried about that? Yeah. As a Liverpool fan? Yeah, because now it's coming out that there's contract issues, and he is a head case. It's been... It's been covered over more since he's joined Jurgen Klopp because he likes Klopp and Klopp likes him and Klopp can do that. He has an ability to man-manage. But let's not forget that Sadio Mane is a very moody head case of a person and a player. Okay. And so anything that's going on in his personal life that's going to affect his, his play will affect his play. That's just who he is. So, yes, we should be worried. All right. And then in the last seven match weeks, Firmino hasn't had a goal and or assist. So almost yeah. in the same vein, what's going on there? He's just—he's not in the position to get what he needs to get for us to notice him. It like and Brian mentioned it. They rearranged the front three a little bit to where you notice Salah and Mane. They're in the goal scoring positions much more than Firmino. That doesn't mean Firmino is doing poorly. It just means that what he's being asked to do is not going to get noticed as much, and so. Yeah, I mean, it's going to mean that he's not necessarily going to show up on the score sheet as much as we would like him to, but at the same time, he's just as valuable as he's always been. All right. How's that? Pretty good. Thank you. Chelsea nil, Everton nil. Not much to see here. Hey, man, sorry. Set set a Premier League record. For? For a manager. He Sorry, Mauricio Sorry owns, and his 12 packs of cigarettes, owns... The Premier League record to the start of a season of a manager not conceding a defeat. Mm-hmm. I feel like um, this, that's, that's just something should be said about that. Sure, I get it. In reality, that's true. But doesn't this feel like a nil-nil loss? Yeah. Sure. If you're they Chelsea, need, you they, don't want to drop points at home to Everton because they did. I mean, yeah. it, yes, this is one of this, those draws where this is less bad than nil-nil against West Ham. I don't think, given the given the the timing of and form of the of the clubs when they played them, I don't think this is as bad as drawing against the, against West Ham. So you you think this is? I think West Ham. Was, this is a think, better draw. The the West Ham is a worse draw than. Yeah, I think so for sure. Because well, they because they were lackluster against West Ham and and this match they were pretty sharp. Really should have pr- probably should have left left West Ham w- losing one nil. Right. 
were here. I mean, they had they had a lot of chances. Had, some they good had chances. Way more chances. Than, hey, it you know. was Pickford with four saves and the posts with two. I mean, it was Pickford in the posts <laughs> playing right. goalkeeper back it's, there. Yeah, that's. I mean, this is why. I mean, I, Everton's been playing pretty well, but I mean, I still think you know. Yeah, definitely. You want you think Chelsea's gonna. Can we, can, we, here. can we talk lineups on both sides real quick? Oh, with this uh, yeah, I was about to bring that up. Because um, I love, we, and we're obviously American, and we have NBC that broadcasts our matches. The NBC crew is wonderful. They're fantastic. May they never lose the the rights to air. The God help us if it ever States. goes to well, Kyle that. Martino. <laughs> Kyle Martino was discussing during halftime of the – Manchester Derby. They were yeah. going back and looking at highlights of this match. Right. And Kyle Martino is discussing how Maurizio Sarri has a problem. He has a problem as it relates to his personnel. He's insisting on playing Jorginho in the Conte role. And that's forcing Conte forward because he's insisting on keeping Conte in the lineup, which is moving Barkley out. The problem is Barkley is better at where Conte's playing than Conte is. Uh-huh. Literally one of the best players in the world. It's getting pushed out of his position just because he's forcing Jorginho in there. He's being forced maybe out of the lineup. Yeah. Unless Sorry keeps him in there, but if he does, then he's got a weakness in his squad. Fascinating, fascinating discussion. I thought that was interesting. Sorry, better be careful. I, I feel like, look, Chelsea's done fantastic to start the season, and to credit to them, they have in a new with a new manager, and and they've just found ways to get it done. I just don't feel like they've been crazy convincing yet. No, yeah, there's still and, questions. You know, maybe it's it's unfair to compare anyone to City, um, but I mean, if I'm looking at Liverpool last year, you know, I feel like Liverpool was really dominant to start the year. Um, you know, I feel like there's been times where, where United, when De Gea is playing good and goal, and United's defense is great, and and Lukaku is doing his thing, that you feel like United's you know pretty intimidating. I just feel like it, when you see Chelsea coming up in your schedule, you don't, you're not like oh. Chelsea's coming to town. Like I just don't feel like that's there, and maybe I'm just being a crackhead. I don't know. Like that's it's very possible. Well, and the longer Hazard is down a little bit, you know, his last four matches, and I know he didn't play one of them, but the last four matches have not been stellar. They've not been Hazard like. It's it's going to show even more. There's no flash. There's no firepower there. Well, he he was pretty good today. He well, yeah, he he's... and he played today, which there was doubt that he was actually going to. Either play and or play the full ninety, but he did. Well, I think, yeah, I think the feeling is that as long as he was recovering from the back injury, that it was you know they might do more to manage his minutes. But I mean, no, it's it's. I mean, sorry, said it last week. The it's Eden Hazard. He's essential to what to what they do. I mean, even even this match. I mean, he's the only you know he's the only guy with, for Chelsea with more than two shots, two on goal. Still, still ends up with you know five key passes. And, Puts in crosses. I mean, what what he's doing in distribution and attack is. I mean, it's crucial to what they do. He said, you know, he he admitted he still feels tired, like is still kind of feeling World Cup hangover tiredness. Hazard did. <laughs> wow. Said that said that this week. He said, "Believe me, I am tired, uh, but I think I'm in good condition to play." So. You know, compared to like he even compared it to last season, it took him three you know three months to feel back up to speed with you know after coming off ankle surgery last summer. So comparatively, I'm sure he would prefer World Cup tiredness to ankle surgery. Yeah, 
uh, tiredness. So, so speaking speaking of injuries, Richarlison played. He was a he was a question. He was a, yep. he was he a good question. He seemed more like actual doubt. Right, but then he goes off injured. Right, and Marco Silva said he felt he felt something. They had to they had to make a change. And, yeah, um, I just feel like if like with a lot of these guys, if you're gonna get hurt, get hurt now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Before the break? Yeah, right before the break. I mean, you oh, get two weeks to you. just kind of sit there. So, I mean, yeah. uh, for someone like him, is he is he on a is he on his? He's on the Brazilian team? national team. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I know how much. Stay home. Is. Don't fly across the ocean. I I just I would be yeah. really I would be really surprised if any of these guys that are really hurt do that. I will say though, and that's the other thing I want to mention on the Everton side. When I saw the lineup. Starting eleven, I thought to myself, "Now there it is. That's Marco Silva's lineup. You have a lot of his signings playing in that lineup it, for the it, first time." It was Yerry Minas, that guy at the World Cup. That guy, yep, yep. He it was his debut or yep. starting debut, I think. Did he make a sub substitution? No, he started. He started because yeah. Zuma came. No, but prior to this match, I think he'd no. subbed on once, right? Um, I don't know about that. But this was his first start. Then you had Gomez, you had Dina, you had. Uh, Richarlison up front. Uh, you, you had a lot of his guys that he brought in finally in there. Bernard was in there, yeah, and yeah. they were all playing alongside the best of what was there when he arrived. Mina had subbed on for one minute against Brighton. There you go, and it prepared him for the full ninety. Yeah, this week. that's what yeah. he needed, really. <laughs> so the, it's just interesting because now, now you think obviously, depending on Richarlison's injury, this is finally what Marco Silva was hoping to have. And so is this a sign of better days for Everton moving forward? It could be. It very well could be. Not to change off of Everton, but just to bring Chelsea back in, Morata had a fourth consecutive start the last two where he's played the full 90. Yep. That's interesting. They need him to not be fragile, and they need a real goal scorer. Somebody with his – when he's at what we've seen of his peak, I think they would – I think – I don't – what Chelsea fans going to be mad about – getting the best of what you've seen of Murata so far. Everyone doesn't believe in him. I think right. everyone kind of sees him as somewhat fraudulent. But well, I mean, I mean he's, when he's been good, I think everybody's been real happy with him. You want to so. know what he's feeling? Just look at his face. His face will tell <laughs> the story. <laughs> Crystal Palace nil, Tottenham won. The lone goal coming from Juan Foyt. Who saw that coming? Foyt! <laughs> can I talk about perfect narrative? Oh, well, it couldn't be better. I had this match on, but it was on mute, and uh, and I saw the goal was scored, but I didn't see it go in. I just saw the immediate aftermath, and I saw the Spurs players crowding around, celebrating like it was a ninety second minute goal, and I'm like, what in the like? This is weird. Like, what happened? And then I realized it was the boy. Yeah. Who had, you know, the boy wonder who had scored the goal. I teased him last weekend, but he had a decent match this past, uh, the previous weekend. I oh, no, no, him, no. Well, yes, maybe. Decent match here. But Foyt almost foited himself again. <laughs> In fact, if Jordan Ayu goes over, <laughs> that's another penalty. Yeah, Foyt is, is uh, definitely yeah, yeah, yeah. foiting on a regular basis. Well, look. I love it. They need to, they need to trust their guys. They've got to figure out a way to to maximize the minutes of the people that they have, as long as John uh, Jan Vertonghen is out. So, well, can we uh, can can I just interrupt and and tell you that I think Pochettino believes in this guy because, well, let me just read you the manager quote of the week. Oh, okay. Foyt is an intelligent, smart player. 
and he has the potential to be one of the best center backs in Europe. Wow. Come on. That is real. Pochettino said Look, those words. I believe in supporting your guys <laughs> and your young guys. But that's such a bunch of <laughs> Hey. It just stinks to the high heavens. Listen, Come he's, on, listen he scored he scored the goal that won the match. Come on. Well, let's keep things on the Tottenham side of the ball. We loaded up this match with some of our segments. Brian, there's a player that we have discussed a lot. Like a lot, a lot. Yeah. Like someone that I think listeners who are regular of this podcast would be surprised we're gonna do a how to say on this guy. But uh-huh. I'm starting to hear some alternative pronunciations sneak in to some of the Spurs matches. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. You want to learn how to say that person. I, I hope you know who I'm talking about. <laughs> Otherwise, this segment is over before it started. Yes, I do. I do uh, want to know. Say, and it needs music. Dave, can there be music? I'm sure we could work something out. My first choice would be something by the band We Were Promised Jetpacks, one of Scotland. That's impossible. There's no. N- it's one of Scotland's finest musical exports. <laughs> we were promised jetpacks. We were promised jetpacks. I'm a little disappointed. This is, they just Scott, this is they insane. just played in DC <laughs> not here? too long ago. Here, I was disappointed. I wanted to go see them. Uh, something from their album "In the Pit of the Stomach." But most of those songs, of course, of course, they most of those songs it. aren't really the most how to say friendly. So I'm gonna go uh kind of the opposite direction i want the song yo stomach by t-pain if you can get that stomach by t-pain you heard what i said and i just love it that if you're as you play this that Everyone is treated to the first line. Some people like thighs. Some people like backs. <laughs> <laughs> is he talking some, about chicken? Some people like booty. Oh, no. Okay. Ain't nothing wrong with that. <laughs> so this week's how to say... T- That's so the this whitest week- version of T-Pain I've heard in about so this- 14 years. <laughs> when I hear T-Pain, all I think of is Aziz Ansari, Tom Haverford from Parks and Rec. That's I feel like that is my yeah. my one. What's the connection that goes immediately? So this week's how to say took me on a journey I might have guessed. Uh, I might have guessed I would never take. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We all know that Kieran Trippier is this podcast host's right back of choice anywhere in the Premier League. Right. Sure. Fact. Kieran, no big deal. I think we all assumed, however, Trippier uh-huh. was also straightforward. He's English. Mostly because I I feel like, for the most part, this is how I only ever hear his name pronounced. But, Scott, you say, and it's true, announcers are pronouncing it Trippier. And now, here we are in this segment. I think I found the answer and it is as odd as i could have ever imagined come on listen (laughs) i get where i've complained about scandinavian jays and i've complained (laughs) about arabic and just about every other every other hard language it is for for english speakers native english speakers to learn yeah but this is just factually bizarre okay I'm, i'm excited on a website called elorganiero.com an or- organiero is a uh, organ grinder. Okay. That's the name of the website. Some man <laughs> from some place 
speculated. <laughs> I'm assuming he's from England. Some man from some just based on the website. Mm-hmm. Speculated it, uh, on the uh, on the etymology of Trippier. I'm here to report that some man suggests that Kieran's birthplace may have the answer. He was born in Bury, which is in yeah. Greater Manchester, which any old Wikipedia will tell you. Sure. Uh, it will also tell you that Bury was once famous for its tripe, which, of course, is stomach. It's ed- stomach lining. Uh, and since people need to sell cow and sheep stomachs just like any other goods or foods or what have you, there needs to be a... a, a Someone who a, sells tripes. A, a, a tripe, a tripier. A tr- well, which in French, though, it would have been descendant from French. So it would have been something like a, a trippier, a trippier. I mean, the way that the way that the French are the French are pronunci- <laughs> the French are pronunciation. Now there is another school of thought here. You can go to the languageoffootball.com, and that the the one of the the guy there talks about it more from the uh, a Middle English, uh, an old word that meant. Uh, basically, goat herder, trip herd, has okay. a, a connection that far back. Wow! And so he kind of waffles a little bit as, as to whether or not you know it's since he's just English. If it's from there, then you throw in this other, you know, the other possibility that it's some version of a tripe seller yeah. in French. But you know what? I think in the end. He wasn't born in France, no. was he? No. <laughs> no. So for the first time, Dave, I think I'm going to have to agree with what you always say, which is that the French can crawl in a cave and die. <laughs> I mean it metaphorically. Yeah. I know what you mean, but I'm saying that in this, in this case, yeah. my friends... Yeah. I believe the Spurs right back who only completed 23 minutes against Crystal Palace because of what the Evening Standard calls a groin injury yeah. is none other than Kieran Trippier. All right. Not Trippier. And not Trippier. No, and not Trippier. All right, good. So, I I mean, look, I get it. Somebody, somebody might want to get all hung up on that just because of some sort of ancestry or some kind of old usage, but I like the English... This time, I like the English version. You know, if if we ever got player introductions like what NBC Sports does for their Sunday night football, NFL football mm. matches, this segment would go away. I know, it's true. All they would have to do <laughs> would take... There's plenty of time. Uh, I would also like to add, to El Organiero backs up his suggestion oh, of boy. the French... Of the, uh, yeah, the French, the tripe background. With uh, Henry Harrison's Surnames of the United Kingdom, a concise etymological dictionary. Um, but I, I, I don't want to keep talking about this because no. the, the, the idea of tripe <laughs> is bringing We've on my, my nightly down acid Down the rabbit re- hole. It's bringing on my nightly acid reflux a little sooner than usual. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. either way, that's how, that's how we're going to do Interesting. this. Interesting. All right. Well, Dave, I, think, I feel like I got the final word on that. Yeah, I think so. Can I tell you what the final word is on the Crystal Palace side of the ball? Yeah, sure. Uh, it's going to be Scott's side of the day. And now it's time for Scott's stat of the day. 
day. It's number 13. This is this is this is just the end all and be all of Crystal Palace and their chances right now. It's the number 13. Brian, what do you think 13 means? 13 is the number of uh, Roy Hodgson grandchildren. I would say this is the 13th different lineup that Crystal Palace has thrown out there. In 12 matches? In 12 matches. <laughs> I mean, you know. Outstanding. That, That's outstanding. There's cut matches. Yeah, no, 13 is now the number of games in a row that Crystal Palace have lost without Wilfried Zaha. I knew that. I knew that. It's, um, he is their squad. He is the club. He, and he obviously did not play, was yep. sick, It was not even in the team. Nope. Not a bit. So we should have expected Tottenham to to win, but maybe not with a Foyt goal. Not at all. When's Harry Kane going to explode? I don't know, man. I feel like when he gets a rest, and that didn't happen over the summer, it's not happening now. I don't know. It might not happen for him. He might have a little bit of a, a streak this season, but that might be about it. Ryan, how much longer can Spurs hang on to top four with all the chaos that's going on Listen. around them? They did it today. I mean, Delhi plays so Delhi plays ninety minutes. Erickson's an unused sub. Eric Dyer unused sub. Just as they're getting, uh, you know, just as they're getting Dyer and Wanyama and Erickson and Delhi all back, they and you know they're still recovering from losing Vertonghen. They lose uh, Musa Dembella to an ankle injury that's going to keep him out for a while. Yeah. So. They, it's like the, it's like you, you're gaining one and, or you know, you're gaining one or two and losing one every time. However, I, I mean, I just feel like, in, especially in the last two matches, I mean, it's not having Erickson. It's, it's missing Erickson that, that is the worst for them. Yeah. I mean, they need those guys. I mean, they, they, they need those strong defensive performances from the, you know, from defensive midfielders to help make up. I think for, you know, you don't want. You don't want Foyt out there forever. Yeah. You want Vertonghen back there. Sure. But Alderweireld's been steady. I mean, I feel like that's been like one of the unsung things here is that Toby Alderweireld's been just plugging away back there. He's been doing just fine. And Davinson Sanchez was hurt in this match. And so, yeah, yeah. so Foyt, Foyt, is, Foyt deputizes and they, they win again. They can't. No, they keep having injuries. Of course they're not going to. They can't hang on forever. Yeah. But the fact that they're still winning Despite all this, it's yeah. just, I mean, good on them. It's true. Keep going. It's even more so than what Liverpool's doing. Like It's even less impressive than Liverpool's ability to do this. The fact that Tottenham is able to it be as close as they are, even less impressive than, than Liverpool is. Um, I, I have to add one other thing to this, too, and I know that we don't like to do this very often, but that rain was pouring down at the beginning. Heavy. And that had to have some kind of impact. Yeah, I agree. Arsenal 1, Wolverhampton 1, Mkhitaryan and Cavalero are your goal scorers. Now, Dave, I'll give you a full confession here. This is the only match that I didn't watch any seconds of from this past weekend. So, it was the 11.30 match today. I don't know what anyone else was watching. Okay, what is... I don't understand the Premier League's choices half the time. Honestly, I know what you're going to say. At least I think I do. Why couldn't you have staggered those two games just like they did last week? Right, they right. did. They did it last week. Stagger those games. So at exactly. Least at least give the Manchester like Derby a little a bit of its own time. I agree, a hundred percent. Or put the Arsenal match with the Liverpool match, or the Chelsea I don't match. Under, exactly. Or the I Chelsea don't... match. Have the Liverpool and Chelsea match at the same time. This is I mean, your. Yeah. This is your like main event of the weekend. Yeah. The Manchester Derby. 
Why put another match with it? It's the same people making that decision or the same people choosing not to have VAR. I'm <laughs> kidding. That's, that's not, not true. true. That's not true. <laughs> the owners are but it's, it's an equal level of intelligence that's being used. Hey, the Gunners seem to start this match a little lethargic. Can Scott. I tell you what I think it is? Yeah, sure. I think it was the letdown match after last week. They put everything into showing everybody that they could play at Liverpool, against Liverpool. Probably. And this was the classic letdown. Yeah, and probably. They they started they started slow. And, and look, uh, in the Premier League, if you're going to compete at the highest level, you can't make mental mistakes. And Jaka showed <laughs> the old Jaka was oh, there in the first half. He was back. Uh, he was there in the first half. You know, look to his credit, he's played great all season, um, shutting me up. Uh, and then, you know, he made a mistake today, and uh, he let a through ball go, put his defense in a horrible position that they couldn't hardly recover from. And and Wolves Wolves capitalized and scored a good goal. I yep. mean, I I, I want to. I want to crack much about that. Look, Wolves played good. So th- I feel like this was the classic. Arsenal played okay. Bernd Lino. Lino. He, he had a better game this week even. You know, Brother Matt was raving about how Lino yeah. was the man of the match last week. And maybe he was. He was a lot of people's man of the match this week. Well, th- I felt like this week maybe it showed a little bit more. I well, felt like there, were, there was some like one-on-ones. Sure, but doesn't that tell you everything you need to know about how this match went? Arsenal, the fact yeah. that your goalkeeper's man of the match. Yeah, look, I think one one was maybe deserved. Maybe Arsenal deserved to not get the a draw. Well, that's interesting because they didn't deserve it last week either. But hey, anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, all right. Set all me right. up for that, man. All right. Set me up for that. Let's move into your Arsenal moment. I'd like to hear you read your open letter to your club. I know that you uh, you have one, and I, I know I know that I they're do. listening too. I do. Hey, I'm not go- I'm not going to listen. Though. I'm going to get a drink. So go ahead. Yeah, this is the right choice. Yeah. Uh, If if you wanted to step out and and go just for a quick You guys want to go outside and have a sorry real quick? Yeah. (laughs) Dear Arsenal, how have you been, old friend? I've been good. Family is healthy and all is well. Thanks for asking. But enough about me. Let's talk about you. 16 games unbeaten in a row. A streak of 11 wins in a row mixed in there. Very impressive. Over the last few games, though, you seem to fall a little bit off. Sure, I know the competition has got a little tougher, but you are good enough to overcome that. Let's keep this ride going. Make sure that you keep Lacazette, Aubameyang, and Ozil sharp. We will need them moving forward in a massive way. Torreira has been such a light, please make sure he doesn't get snuffed out. Maybe it's time for Xhaka to have a rest for a little while. Today definitely wasn't his best match. Maybe it's time for Gwendozi to get some more playing time. Well, enough for today. Have a great international break. Rest up. You will need it. Did I miss anything, Brian? What's up? Did I miss anything? <laughs> last couple minutes? I, don't I didn't think... even know. Was it over? <laughs> <laughs> hey, it was just a, it was just a. Hey, let's let's catch up. We haven't we haven't talked in a while. I thought somebody was just slowly uh, letting the air out of a of a balloon <laughs> for forty five <laughs> seconds or whatever that was. Hey, no, honestly, they, I mean, I feel like Scott's a little bit right as usual. Thank you, Fulham, <laughs> going back to back, crushing Fulham, and then handily dispatching Leicester. Then you have to go in and, and face the magic of Selhurst Park. And right. You, and it's the Draw. first reality check. Yeah. And then 
you all of it building up to Liverpool, which was better than expected, and then you know lowly Wolves yeah. come in and yeah. they're not lowly, and everyone probably kind of can feel that. Sure. And so, yeah, I just feel like the schedule is tough, and it's not, and it's still tough for a while. Yeah. No, it's good though. It's good. I think. Look, um, I don't think they they are not a championship competing team. I think they can compete for a top four. And look, let's be fair. Arsenal team last year, a couple years ago, they probably would have lost this match one nothing. That's true. So. Look, they got lucky. McTarian had a chass. He had a shot pass <laughs> in the perfect spot where Patricio couldn't go get it. He was expecting a Bombiang to head it, and the ball crossed right in front of him and went in. But sometimes you got to get a little lucky. They were also lucky. A Bombiang hit the post on a on a cross from Bellerin, I believe, and a Bombiang. Yeah, now that that was that, a, that, that was the been. kind of chance that you say that goes in. Needs to go in ten out of ten needs times. Needs to be on the needs to yeah. be on frame. Yep. Um, I'm really hoping that next that after break that at Bournemouth is just wide open, like a five four yeah. match. Yeah. I want I want to see I want to see full Bournemouth against full Arsenal. That 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 could have some fun feelings in it. Yeah, that'd be a lot of fun. I'd like to see that. Newcastle 2, Bournemouth, speaking of the Cherries. 1, Solomon Rondon puts in 2 for the Magpies, overcoming Lerma's 1 for the Cherries. Dumb. I want <laughs> I want up the Cherries. But... No, but this is what Newcastle have been lacking, is Solomon Rondon. He was supposed to put the goals in for them this year. Yes. And I know Rafa that Rafa Benitez said so much afterwards. There you go. Uh, he's, he's really singing Rondon's praises, because he, you know, the... Everyone reported, you know, Chronicle, the, you know, the, um, what city is it? Newcastle? Yeah. Chronicle Live talking about how, he, you know, they followed, he followed Rondon all summer. You know, that was like, that was the guy. Yep. And he said, you know, it's only a, he said, I think it's a question of time that he will get better and better. I think he will, he, this was this prior to the match. He said, I think he will play better for sure. When? Hopefully against Bournemouth is exactly <laughs> what he said midweek. And That's he said, amazing. "We're." He, and he said, "Too, we're talking about." A, he said, uh, "Everyone talked about what a great, what tr- great training he had done. Like he, you know, he had had a thigh injury, and you know, it kept him out for. I think he missed five total matches. He was only kind of, you know, sub appearances at the beginning, just to you know, getting up to speed anyway. But you know, he said, we're talking about a striker. He's you know, big striker, strong enough to hold the ball, decent with his feet." has some mobility and can run, but we just haven't seen that enough yet. And yes, that's exactly it. I think whatever peak Rondon is can only be helpful. He just needs to be West Brom's Rondon for Newcastle and Newcastle are going to be okay, which is, which is good for them this year, given how little investment there's been in that squad. But we aren't really that interested in Newcastle. I mean, it's been all about Bournemouth for us for the last couple of months. Um, You know, could we have predicted Bournemouth scoring a goal? Sure. Jefferson Lerma getting it? Not so much. No, not really. But, but not, Ryan Fraser gets the assist. Unsurprisingly, Ryan Fraser gets yeah. the assist because that's the kind of season this guy's having. No, I feel like the letdown. I mean, I, the way Burnley was playing whenever Bournemouth played at Burnley yeah, several weeks ago, that was one where I think it was the assumption that 
Burnley sucks. <laughs> but Bournemouth Cherries just... are high flying at that point, yeah. and they lose four. They lose four nil, and all of a sudden it's just that it's just that that letdown. I feel like they. I mean, they're not there yet. They're just. I mean, this is one of those. This is one of those matches. Newcastle is. They're not... literally Bournemouth is literally a Premier League club going through puberty. That's what they I feel are. Like that's exactly. That's a good right. take, Scott. Thank you. Yeah. Well, it just came to you. me. It just came to me. That's a great take. And you know what I hope? You know what I hope? I've railed on people moving from a mid-table, mid-sized club to a higher club when they do a good job at that mid-sized club. Eddie Howe, if there's any chance that you're listening to this right now, stay with Bournemouth and make Bournemouth great. Don't try to go do what you're doing at a bigger yeah, but quote, can't, a bigger man. Club. Look, look here's, here's the reality of Bournemouth. They can't even be like an Everton or a West Ham hoping to be like a top six club or whatever. I mean, their stadium only seats like 10,000 people. Like they literally, unfortunately, because of who they are, where they are right now, it, that is the best, unfortunately, that they'll ever be able I'm to I'm hoping be. they can add on to that. Because, there's, because there's hope. financially, they'll, they never make, they'll never have the money. They'll just never will. Yeah. It's true. And once you build one thing, you can never adjust it or build differently on it or over it. It would I mean, have to it's be a, fixed forever, and you either melt it down or blow it up. But you can never adjust the stadium. Is that what you mean? Maybe. I, I mean, I, I'm hoping they find another spot or something. There's like, no way something. they could build a tier above the seats Are you, there. That, he's I, being sarcastic. I, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I wondered why he was. Brian, saying that. they no, they could never adjust that stadium. You know this. <laughs> the stadium is set. It is permanently for eternity. <laughs> yes, I think they're missing. I think they miss Josh King, Callum Wilson partnership. I think that strike partnership they make each other better had been so good. And oh, Scott, I can't believe you're not taking your moment right now to do a victory lap. Yet another victory lap for you. You were almost exactly right. I think Junior Stanislaus out of this match with a groin injury. <laughs> yeah, he had featured uh, at six straight. You, you have said, to like that. You said Q. What did he say? Cue the sixth game or something countdown. I think that the was The second he came in. I yeah. think I said three. It, <laughs> yeah, it was. I don't think it was many, but how it's still the point is Junior Stanislaus already groin injury and out of the squad. Not like he was. I don't think he was going to play. He's he's just been subbing on anyway. Amazing. And but what I'm saying is, like defensively, they're they're okay. They have the capability of playing at a you know at a, at a very gets good level. Nathan exposed on a regular basis. Yes. However, going forward, Wilson King with Frazier Brooks, those four up front are playing great together. And yeah. so, not having Josh King, Josh King having this ankle thing that they're that he's managing, which is annoying. Uh, I think that I think that's the thing that hurts him the most. Brooks is good, but I think I think it it works better with King up there. They all need each other. Get well soon. Lester nil, Burnley nil. The only thing I remember, even though this match only happened a day ago from while while we're talking right now, uh, the only thing I remember is the post match lap. Nothing during the match is memorable. Yeah, I I just expected more from Lester, man. No, 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 no. Let's let's give Lester a break, only because no. they went to Thailand and back during the week. Yeah. I mean, what an exhausting week. You're in a posh plane, man. You're in a private jet. But think Come about what on. they're going there for. They went and watched a Buddhist funeral service. I mean... Now, that might actually 
be tiresome. That might actually <laughs> I don't require think that human feeling. Yeah, that's could, true. Could have physiological. Guys, it's too impact. soon. This is too soon. This is too no, soon. I, I know it, but no. I, I, look, I, I, I guess, like. I know that physically, mentally, you might be tired. If but they didn't score in the first hour, they were never going to score. And Bur- Burnley held on, and it, the match just faded as it went to the point where nil-nil was not a surprise in the end. Look, this was the first time Leicester hasn't scored all season. Right, and it's and it's not for, again, like many teams, not for lack of trying. 22 shots, what are you going to do? They, they, Shoot they, more. More shots. I mean, they get <laughs> They only had five on target, but still, I mean. I just think that I just think that they they put they put a good a pretty good effort together. Burnley stinks, but yeah, they did yeah. what they were supposed to do. It was an emotional moment. Though. I, I this is another one where I was doing other things, so I had it on mute, but I actually turned it up. I wanted to hear the Leicester crowd. I wanted to like just take in. You wanted to feel the emotion. The moment. Uh, it was it was amazing. It was an amazing moment. The la- you know, the two or so laps around the. The, the pitch that, that the players and the owners, you know, the chairman's son and all the former coaches, current coaching staff, every, everyone that was there was doing these laps. And it was a great, it was a great thing. It was one of those moments where it was like, this is something you only get in the Premier League. Cardiff 2, Brighton 1. Lewis Dunk starts the scoring for the Seagulls, but Callum, Adolph, Patterson, and Sol Bamba finish it for the Bluebirds. Scott, this match happens to have my foretold invisible player, invisible guy. Ooh, you ready to hear about it right now? I want to hear about it. Goal scorer Sol Bamba. Yeah, this guy. <laughs> yes, is I know. Mr. Exactly. Invisible. That's exactly. Brian, he's the biggest invisible dude. Last that exists. week. Last week. I think you're right. Sol Bamba in the middle of the goal on camera, but no one else saw him in the match. Raised his arm. That's amazing. As a goalkeeper, him not being a goalkeeper, uh-huh. and blocked a shot, robbing Vardy of a goal, who I had on my fantasy team, and then also robbing him of a penalty, which he surely would have taken after that. Yeah. But no one saw it because he's Mr. Invisible. Yep. I didn't realize that till this week. <laughs> this week, Ryan, he <laughs> scores. So Bamba was in the middle of the box. And he scores, and it was a jumbled, helter-skelter play, fantastic for the neutral to watch. If you are a Cardiff fan, you're probably sitting on pins and needles because this is right at the end of the game. You are hoping, hoping to get three points out of this match. Sol Bamba scores the goal. He runs, and he's such a large dude. Yeah. And his shirt is kind of tight. He doesn't score many goals, so he's not used to ripping his shirt off. So he he got like crazy long arms too, right? So he, he's trying to trying to like get his shirt off, and as he's running towards the flag, he's awkwardly like trying to get his shirt off. Finally, gets it off, helicopters it around, uh-huh. like take your shirt off, Pete Pablo style, around your you know th- throw your hand around the take your shirt off. Yeah, throw it around that. like a helicopter, right? Say the rest of it. So. North Carolina, yeah, right. Yeah, so everybody says that. Petey Pablo. So he launches it. So so he he does that like a lasso, and then launches it. Does not look where it goes. He has no effing idea where his shirt is, and then runs and celebrating with his team. Somehow, in the mumbo jumbo, yeah. that happens after this. Someone finds his shirt, gives it back to him. But the ref doesn't see it because Sol Bamba's invisible. 
So Obama does not get a card for taking his shirt off. Yeah. Yeah, but why, really? You know what I said last week about Unbelievable. Yeah, but why? The rules are what make us a civilized people. Yeah, but why didn't he get the yellow? Because I guess no one saw it. No, because Martin Atkinson asked him, did you take off your shirt? And Sol Bamba says no. In what for world we live? It's a great, it's the best answer. And his face at the press conference of admitting that he said no is one of the best pictures you will ever see. Dave, you need to go look. He's Mr. (laughs) Invisible. It's great. Like, he was probably joking with Martin Atkinson, like, come on, bro, you really asking me this? I, I know, I know. It's true. He probably just said no almost in a joking manner, like sarcastically, like, no, of course I didn't. Did you read the BBC article I sent you? No, I didn't. Oh, it's so funny. Please go check it out. It's hilarious. Anyone should just go look. BBC, Soul Bomba, it's so good. Um, But why did Martin Atkinson ask? Like, that's ridiculous. Martin Atkinson is, he's, he's washed up. He's terrible. He's been terrible this season. Is Martin Atkinson washed up more than Glenn Murray? Um... Yes, yes. Glenn Murray is less washed up at what he does than Martin Atkinson. Okay, all right. Uh, let's <laughs> Cardiff. I guess when you play for Neil Warnock, you kind of have to be a character, like mm-hmm. Soul Bomba. But then also Callum Patterson. Yep. What was that dance? Uh, first, first of all, best he, best thing all weekend. I think you didn't say just, anything. I think it was just it, it looked a little Saturday Night Fever, like like a little flash. You dance? just didn't say anything about me putting Adolf in the middle of his name. He literally looks like oh, what you look like when you were Hitler for Halloween a week and a half ago. Like yeah, that's the leftovers. His mustache is who, nothing to be envied. Who do you know that was Hitler for Halloween? Oh, you know somebody was. <laughs> what what group are you running in? Seriously. <laughs> No one's Hitler for Halloween. I'm completely questioning your friend group. I don't, I don't know if you <laughs> it's have. You guys. I don't know if you have a, a very good grasp of history, but was that guy touring around with a, a guy dressed as a terrorist holding a bomb? Like what kind of what kind of group what what kind of guys are these? You get my point. The mustache and the horrible bowl cut hairdo. Patterson is not a fine looking fellow no he's not and but his listen, mustache isn't when he patterson, dances it's not much better like all 24 year olds callum patterson has a mustache so <laughs> oh yeah that is that yeah, right. is what people have now okay. the ratio of mustache to non-mustache and i would make it is maybe, it is movember look yeah. mustache movember look at look at this very room the ratio of beard to no beard in the room is is Two to one. Yeah, this is true. So, facial hair—you may not have known this. Also, uh, it's very popular right That's now. That's true. Hey, Matt Ryan looked like he had been up all night uh, <laughs> with his wife, who had just had a baby. Oh, Matt I, Ryan. I didn't know where you're going with Matt that. Ryan. Yeah, it was like he wasn't even in this match. Period. Mm. It was like he was—he was a second late in reacting to everything that happened in front of him. Well, it's possible. Unfortunately for him, absolutely one of his worst. For- Fortunately for him, they were only playing Cardiff. Yeah, good call. Yeah, but you know what I was thinking at the end of this match? I was thinking Cardiff was playing a crap team that was down to 10 men for an hour, Yeah, and they still had to claw their way to victory in this well, match. There's a lot of teams when they go down to 10 that can still hang on. Well, that's I, true. I just don't think that's a good sign Look, for Cardiff. Right. Well, Cardiff, I mean... We can talk more about Kylan Patterson when we discuss fantasy implications. But sure. Brighton, listen, this was the whole thing with Brighton. They 
20 more shots absorbed. They absorbed 20 Cardiff shots in this match. I get you allowed one. Cardiff to take 20 right. shots? That's, That's the not question, different right? than the last few weeks. They've allowed the second most shots in the Premier League. Only Burnley has allowed more. Fascinating. So, and on the road, listen, we talked about this week after week. On the road, Brighton is even worse. So uh, more than half of those shots that they've allowed have been allowed on the road. They still have two more away matches to go in this so-called amazing run. And I get it. That's against Burnley and Huddersfield. If Burnley's going to tighten up a little bit defensively, Burnley has capability of putting some shots on target, just like anybody else does. And Huddersfield has already done it in matches against junk teams. Philip Billings do. We'll get to him. What well, I'm saying he had is, the shafts of the week, too. Did I'm you see that is, shot bounce amazing. off the post? We'll get to that. They, they are... They are the second worst in the Premier League for allowing shots. They're the they're the third worst in the Premier League in allowing shots on target. So I just feel like this is that they have this is not different. And Cardiff did exactly to them what Newcastle did to them a couple weeks ago, and other teams have done. So I alluded to uh, Brighton being down a man that was obviously due to Dale Stevens's red card. Uh, this match was loaded with storylines because if you listen to this episode, at this point in this episode, you've probably already listened to Scott's shot released prior, uh, where I also note Sean Morrison's head injury and uh, and how scary that was. So all sorts of fun stuff got the weekend started, which I don't think any of us expected when we saw Cardiff Brighton were the first match of the weekend. Yeah, no, I was like, really? This is <laughs> this is how we're going to kick off this weekend with this crap uh, well it was it was anything but before we go to the next match let's listen to a word from this week's sponsor oh exciting hi i'm sean morrison defender for cardiff city i still can't see straight because of my concussion from this past weekend i'm going to have some downtime this week oh, yes, my plan is to close the curtains put on some quiet classical music and rest in bed Lucky for me, I live in Cardiff and can go to Spiller's Records to get the classical music I need. Spiller's is the oldest record shop in the world. It was founded in 1894 in the Queen's Arcade, but you and I can find it now in the Morgan Arcade. Today we pride ourselves on our diverse selection of music on both compact discs and good old vinyl at very competitive prices. For more information, visit our website at spillersrecords.co.uk. Yeah, Spiller's! Is it it strictly vinyl or they have like all... All stuff, because if they if they have everything, I'm going. Hey Brian, Sean Morrison's left. I don't. I don't. He's not here. I want to know. I'm sorry. All right, fine. It looks like they got everything. That's awesome. Southampton one, Watford one. Manolo Gabbiadini and Jose Holebas scoring the goals. But this match was more about the goal that wasn't. I think all the controversy, all the talk post match about Charlie Austin's press conference charlie austin made me a fan of charlie austin no all kidding. over again i was gonna by say post match by his post match screaming yep sign me up sign me up for the charlie austin fan everybody club. wants to hear that you want to hear that yeah you, it was funny because at the very end of his interview he toned it down a little bit and and lost the emotion in his voice and i was like oh that's the that's the tone yeah. that he uses when he's trying to just be cool and when get through this. And uses, he uses sports cliches. Yeah. The first guy was the guy that we all loved. Here's what, the thing, What though. made it better, too, was his, like, 
like like he'd gotten poked in the eye. Like his eye is like half red, red like yeah, completely yeah, yeah. red, not like around it. The no, actual it's... eyeball was red. Yeah, yeah. And and so like he's kind of kind of got this crazy look on his face when he's when he's given this emotion, and it was like, and and he he started into it. He started into it, and he's like. And you could tell as he as he was getting into it, he was like, "Oh, should I do this?" And then he was like, "F it, I'm gonna do it anyways." And then he, I'm just gonna <laughs> let the emotion come out. And he and I loved it. It's fantastic. Give me that all the time. But I think he was wrong. I love his spirit. No. And in general, I, I love I love what he's talking about. But uh, now, now there's two things about this here. Maya Yoshida was definitely in the run of play, and I know that's not the phrase that's in the rules necessarily. But I mean, for Yoshida to have to move like he did to get out of the way of the ball. He's definitely a part of that play at that point. And I think on that basis, you would say, to rule it out, referee Simon Hooper was correct. However, word has come out after the match saying that Simon Hooper was saying, I thought it hit Yoshida, Mm -hmm. and that's why I took the goal away. Now, if that was Simon Hooper's thought process, then he was wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I I would get it if if Yoshida would have been on the other side of the ball, kind of blocking the... Uh, he was still close enough to it. View. He had to duck way back. No, well, he didn't duck. He just moved well, back. I, but, mean, I mean, it wasn't going to hit him. Backwards. But he was moving purposely away from the ball to try to get away from the play. And it's bang, bang. Now, again, I'm not going to kill the ref for, you know, something that, like, they have to make these decisions instantly. It's right? true. And that's why I, mean, I think I, I sided with Simon Hooper right after. Well, I think it's fascinating that Southampton had time to, I mean, Charlie Austin had time to run over to the bench, have a full celebration before realizing the goal yeah. was taken away. Match of the day announcer Chris Wise did say uh, after the match that he had spoken to Maya Yoshida, who claimed that Simon Hooper did say he got the goal wrong. Right. Everyone wants honest refs. But yeah. I think, but I think at the same time too, like everybody would say the same thing. Like, but I mean, everything is building toward VAR. Yes, I mean, one hundred percent. It started when it was voted out so the, for the season. There was four games last week, right? And there's another one this week. Yeah, everything's building up to that. And I mean, even Mark Hughes. Oh, well, Charlie Austin himself said it. I mean, he yeah, he himself he, was like, the referees need help. Yeah, give them all the help they need. Mark Hughes, at least Mark Hughes was honest because. Watford probably deserved a penalty prior to this. And so Mark Hughes was asked about the goal. I liked that, how he said that. He, he, yeah, he said, you know, ours was ruled out, which is obviously important. But he said also, he's like, yeah, Watford probably should have had a penalty, but at least our goalkeeper would have had a chance to stop it. Yeah. He's right. I mean, at least he's honest enough what? to say it should have been a you penalty. You agree with Mark Hughes? I know, right? Wow. It was, good he call, was right. Brian. He was right. He was right. I'm not saying he's any good. I'm just saying that. That's almost um, saying. That's almost you like, like him as a person. It's almost <laughs> like saying you, you <laughs> like the Watford ownership. Oh, no. Which just offered their manager three a new three-year deal. Javi Gracia, yeah. Has that happened? I th- no, it's official. Really? Yeah. Well, good for that's him. That's so un-Watford ownership-like. Yeah. It's been six months, and they still have the same manager. Well, where are they in the table currently? They're, They're seventh. seventh. Yeah, that's a big deal. That is a big deal. Interesting. Well, good for Gracia. Huddersfield 1, West Ham 1, Alex Pritchard and Felipe Anderson scoring in this one. Felipe won't go away, Brian. He's good. Hanging around. He's finally he's finally played himself into not only uh, good form, but he's essential to them in, up front, thanks to Yarmolenko's uh, 
Achilles explosion. He's he's making them a better team, isn't he? He is. And I would say, too, as long as this Marco Arnautovic, my knee hurts thing is going to keep going on. Yeah, they're going to is... need they're going to need every one of those guys to take the load off. If he's going to be managed even in what he can do to train each week, yeah. They they need Felipe Anderson to play like this. I need to know what's going on with Marco's knee for fantasy purposes if this is going to continue. Which we will talk more about in our next episode, Dave. Interesting. So we've gone through the 10 matches, as we usually do. Hope you've enjoyed it. Uh, what you're going to find next in your feed from us is a an FPL review of the past week. We're going to start with the Dream Team from this past game week and discuss some other guys at each position to give you all the fantasy analysis that you need. Because we are a fantasy podcast. True. We've made it to the end, Dave. Yes, we have. We've reviewed the 10 matches. It's been a joy. It was a lot of fun. You can find us at all the places where you can find Fantasy Soccer FC. FantasySoccerFC.com is our website. We're also on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Hey, do us a favor. This is my selfless, uh, my selfish, self, unselfless plug. Hey, go on iTunes, SoundCloud. Give us a good rating. Um, We'd love to see a review. It'd be funny to me if you wrote a bad review, but yet gave us gave us a good rating. That'd be awesome. So uh, be a, be a pal. Give us a good rating. Help us out so we can uh, move up the the charts and people can find us easier. Hey, for the Fancy Soccer FC podcast, this is David Smith. Until next time. <laughs>